It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. Guitar companies like Fender, Gibson, Martin, and Taylor have been just shocked at how many guitars they have sold since the start of this pandemic. Some of them are looking at a record year. Sales have been plundering for quite a while. I don't know if kids nowadays are just distracted or not picking up a guitar. That used to be like the ultimate cool thing. You show up to a party with your guitar, you're the cool guy. What do you show up to a party with now and you're the cool guy? You show up with your marimba. It's like a xylophone, but it's made of wood check out these funky rhythms no you don't oh yeah oh i mean you have to smoke a lot of weed before you listen to it since legalization weed's been legal for a couple years now so everybody into the marimba and the uh, the tuned bowls oh yeah my son has one of those he hits it with a big mallet and just like oh Your son would have that. Not quite as cool as playing Stairway to Heaven, if you ask me. Stairway to Heaven. Kids, your grandparents listened to this band called Led Zeppelin, and they had a song called Stairway to Heaven. Ask your grandpa for his old record. He probably still listens to it because he's 90. RCMP are investigating the theft of a full load of beef. Valued at over $230,000. Fraudulent company, fake name, and I think they just went up to the meatpacking place and said, hey, we got a contract to bring this from here to there. It didn't get to there. We just got robbed. Less than a week after, seven hot tubs were stolen, and they're linking it to the same truck. And I have a theory. You got all that meat. You got to disguise all that meat. So you cut up all that meat, and you make stew in the hot tubs. I think the police should be looking for a truckload of stew. Is there a black market for hot tubs? Probably. Who doesn't want a hot tub? Find something for a really great price and you maybe suspect that it was taken from somewhere, but you don't ask questions. You just go for the deal. No questions asked. Can I afford a hot tub, Matthew? Are there stolen hot tubs out there? This guy's got seven. If he shows up at your house and says, hey... Take this hot tub off me right now. He has a trench coat and he opens it. Instead of like watches, it's a bunch of hot tubs. Yeah, do you want a hot tub? Uh, Give it to you for 150 bucks. $20, $20. Right now, right now. You wouldn't take it. You'd know it was a stolen hot tub, or would you? You don't ask questions, Matthew. Fatty ain't no snitch. Police in the Guelph area reminding people to properly secure your residence. And they're right. Because they're searching for a person who entered a home and pooed in the dishwasher. Somebody dropped a deuce. In the dishwasher. In the dishwasher. Like, the the sink would be forgivable. Maybe the tub. Like, you can kind of, like, scrape it into the hole. Like, the dishwasher? Oh, I don't even know what I would do. That's initiative. I I might just burn the house down at that point. Ugh. Yeah, it's like finding a big spider in the house. Like, just burn it down and start again. The, The balls of this guy, he did it while the people were asleep in their beds. They were home? The people were home. This happened sometime through the night. Just came in the the sliding doors and didn't take anything, but took a crap. Somebody broke into a home, dropped a deuce in the dishwasher. Police are looking for suspects. And it reminded me of the story out of college. A friend of mine lived in a college house. Okay. Had some housemates and they had a dishwasher. They had a dishwasher? Wow, that must have been a nice college house. Landlord probably figured, like, (laughs) it'll stop some dishes from piling up. Opened the dishwasher. We were going to empty it and found some adult toys. No. Somebody had washed their adult toys with the dishes in the dishwasher thinking like, oh, it's it's like the laundry. It, it, all, just, it all just gets washed. Yeah. 
How so, could someone even think that was a good idea? I don't even put my pet dishes in the dishwasher. Well, you, to be fair, your dog licks his own butt and, and true. drinks out of the toilet. Same maybe, kind of thing. Maybe get that stuff away from people stuff. Uh-huh. Fair enough. So there was a conversation. A conversation was had with the person that these toys belong to mm. to say, that's gross. Don't do that anymore. I think this is how pandemics start. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, college kids putting inappropriate things in dishwashers. And that's how H1N1 started. Do not put your toys in the dishwasher with the dishes your family eats on. It's called a dishwasher. It's right in the name for dishes. Maybe do a separate load for the toys is all we're saying. After a long day, I like to come home, relax. And, uh, you know, when I think of relaxation, there's just one company I think of. Say it with me, Matt. Pepsi. Yeah. Pepsi's come out with a new way to help you relax. It has been a stressful time. Good old Pepsi. They, they care about us, Were Pepsi. you a Pepsi family or a Coke family? We were a Pepsi family. Neither. Just water <laughs> for us. We couldn't afford the <laughs> it's, Pepsi. It's true. We drank the water. It was a treat. It's called Driftwell. Got uh, all these chemicals in it. Amino acids. <laughs> I can't pronounce them. All these chemicals that you can't pronounce them, but they'll well, make you drowsy. It, it's the same thing found in green and black tea. And they say there's some mushrooms in it as well. Supposed to relax you, give you better sleep quality. Mushrooms, really? Are we going to have like psychedelic dreams? I hope so. I don't want to down a bottle of Pepsi before bed. No, we already have whiskey for one. And (laughs) drinking before bed, that just means I'm up at 2 a.m. And staying up till 3 till I fall back asleep again until I wake up again at 4. Sounds like the worst sleep ever. You need nightlight for the bathroom. (laughs) That's the trick to getting old is if you need to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, nightlight. Can't they just live? Liquify turkey. I'm just going to put turkey in my blender and drink that. Mm. Go right to sleep. Oh, dude, it's called gravy. You just drink the gravy straight up. KFC gravy is a food group, by the way. Scientists were examining Venus, and they were able to detect this gas. It's called a phosphine. And to sum it down, the only way this gas really exists is if there's microbial life. Not intelligent life, but a little tiny little microbes, a lot of them, that produce this one little gas. They figured, hey, there must be life on Venus. That's pretty interesting, but uh, not intelligent life. Right away, they could tell. They knew it wasn't intelligent life because it has a set of truck nuts on its Dodge Durango. Nice. They could tell it wasn't intelligent life because it thought the ending of Game of Thrones was actually pretty good. Ooh. Well, they knew it wasn't intelligent life because they listened to Florida Georgia Line. Ooh. They could tell it wasn't intelligent life because one microbe was wearing a Sarnia Sting jersey. Ouch. (laughs) Ikea is reporting that they're running out of desks. This makes sense. A lot of people working from home. You got the kids doing the online schooling as well. You need a desk. Spike and people doing marriage counseling as well. Nothing worse for a relationship than putting Ikea furniture together. You're always putting something on backwards and then you got to take it all apart and put it on the right way. Where's the Allen key? It's... Ah! If you've ever put together IKEA furniture, you're like, I don't have enough pieces. Is there a screw? I need an extra screw. No, that one's too long. Ah, uh, forget it. Can you help me with the ceiling fan? The marriage is probably going to be over. Don't even try. Do it yourself, even if it falls on you. Taco Bell, the fast food giant, debuting its own custom wine, Alapino Noir. It pairs well with their <laughs> toasted cheesy. Chalupa? I like when you try to do a Spanish accent. Yeah. It's just such like a white dude doing a Spanish accent. I don't go to Taco Bell. Is Am I pronouncing that right? Chalupa? Sure. Rich taste and crunchy texture of the chalupa complements notes of wild strawberry, cherry, and beetroot. 
in the wine. Oh, beetroot. Uh, yeah, I had me till beetroot. Either way, I love it because it's local. Made at Niagara-on-the-Lake. It's, it's a VQA wine. And finally, we have something at our Taco Bells that they don't get in the United States. Now, to be fair, <laughs> the United States has trans fats in their food. And if you've Ooh. ever eaten in the United States and you're like, why does this taste better than it does in Canada? trans fats. Yeah, it's also terrible for you. Oh, it'll clog up your heart in like two weeks if you eat it, but, but Taco Bell wine, dude. Wine and the tacos, great. So now we'll have Taco Bell coming out both ends. You'll be puking the oh. wine and the Taco Bell on the other end, but sounds gross. It'd be like if Tim Hortons made coffee, just like, yuck. Canada Post has apologized for some stamps of a decapitated head of Prime Minister John A. Macdonald. Now, these were not in normal circulation. You can go to the Canada Post website, submit a photo, and have stamps printed off for you that become official. Yeah, so a couple weeks ago, activists in Montreal toppled the John A. Macdonald statue, took a picture of his severed head, <laughs> ordered the stamps to celebrate his protest against colonialism. So he tweeted an offer out to everyone else. Everyone should get these stamps and send them all across Canada on letters. <laughs> everyone should get the headless John A. stamps. He got a bunch of orders, tried to order more, and then Canada Post said, well, actually, we shouldn't have printed those in the first place. Well, this is no less bizarre than a local town promoting the burial place of one of its town founders as a tourist attraction. You're talking about Tiger Dunlop, aren't you? Yeah, the Tiger Dunlop too. He's the founder of Godrich and it's kind of an attraction. You look up things to do in Godrich on Google and it'll say the tomb of Tiger Dunlop. You can go visit where this old ginger died and your parents would take you there as a young lad and I would be so freaked out by it. Is this where grandma is too? Mom, I'm scared. Is there a dead person in that cement slab? Stop crying, Matthew. <laughs> I don't want to go again. At the end of this year, the year in review pictures, they're going to be quite bizarre, even to us living this year. But if we could go back to 2019 and show our 2019 selves some of the headlines and pictures of things we've experienced since January, I think we would be so confused. Things like the Barcelona Orchestra performing for 3,000 plants. Yeah, they couldn't perform to people, so they just filled the audience with ficuses. A stadium full of cardboard fans. Blade Runner Orange Sky in well, the background. Well, no, that photo's obvious. The Leafs won the cup, and now hell is frozen over and come to Earth. Well, I guess so. What would we even think if we saw a picture of a priest in a mask squirting a dollar store water gun at people, giving them holy water blessings. Just so many bizarre things have gone on this year. Walmart having sales for waist-up only styles because people are video conferencing. People fighting over toilet paper. It's going to be the weirdest year in review come January. I get the fighting over the toilet paper. You need a clean butt. That's true. But I was telling you early on in the pandemic, toilet paper is not what you want, bro. What? You want to get a bidet. I know. And they always sell out. Of, whenever we talk about it on the radio, the bidets sell out at Canadian Tire. I know. Here in Goderich. But it's the best thing if you're running out of toilet paper. You get a bidet. I'm an idiot with tools, and it took me 10 minutes to install. It goes right in your toilet that you already have, and it just it's a little water pistol. It's a little pressure washer yeah. for your cornhole. But even our 2019 cells would laugh at that headline. It's a brown eye wash station. Bidets sold out. We would laugh at that, too. It's just been a weird year is hey, what I'm saying. bidets are no laughing matter, sir. I have the cleanest O-ring in Huron County. I'll show you. 
Ottawa Tourism has launched an initiative to get you to come and stay in their city. $100 off some local hotels. And you were reading off some of the hotels, and I'm like, oh, I've stayed there. You stayed at the High Ottawa <laughs> Jail Hostel. That's not made up. That's a place. You stayed there with your family. A couple years ago now, and my wife thought it would be a great idea for the kids to have the hostel experience. We weren't just being cheap. It was for the experience. This is a serious question. Does your wife hate your kids? <laughs> no. And for the most part, it was an interesting experience. So you actually sleep in the old jail cells. Kids, when old people describe something as interesting, that means it's bad, but they don't want to say anything bad. They'll say, how did, how did, the, how did your grandma's cake taste? Well, it was, it was interesting. So, yeah, it was. I didn't get any sleep that night. And, okay, funny story. The first time I had ever tried weed, weed was just legal. <laughs> and someone had offered me, like, hey, yeah, do you want to try this? And I'm like, you know what? I'm in the nation's capital. Weed is now legal. This is my chance. Did the uh, person who offered it to you, was their name your son? Maybe. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to try this. Bad decision when you're sleeping with 12 other people in a jail cell. In a foreign city. And not expecting the paranoia that would come with the weed. Yeah, kids, the pot oh. makes you a little paranoid. And there was this Russian dude sleeping next to me. And the paranoia for some reason manifested itself. Like, I thought I was back in the Cold War times and <laughs> this guy was going to wake up and kill me. And it was so stupid. And then some guy comes in at 3 a.m. and can't find his bed and he's trying to get into everyone else's beds. It was just a disaster. Did that actually happen? Yeah, I couldn't find his bed. And he's like, oh, is this my bed? I'm like, no, I'm here. And then it was dark in the jail cell. What we thought would be an interesting experience was probably the worst night of my life. Kids, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Unless it's from your parents' stash. <laughs> in which case, you know it's safe. So I was telling you that I've been having a hard time recovering from my vacation that I was on last week. Oh, this is I've, such a tragedy. Hold on, we need tragedy music. No, hey, I'm, I'm serious. It's been really hard for me to get up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell your sob story. So I've been going to bed at my proper bedtime at 9 o'clock, and then my body thinks I'm just on a nap because I'm used to staying up till 2 in the morning, sleeping until 11. And so I've been waking up and I'm up half the night. And then I've been showing up to work just feeling miserable. That's because you Be were staying up late during your vacation, because sleeping I'm, in. Yeah. I'm not complaining about the vacation. I'm complaining about the readjustment from the vacation. <laughs> Does it sound tone deaf? It's fine. Yeah. I'm just saying, have mercy on your coworkers if they come back from vacation. Uh, don't judge them. If they're not up to their usual selves, be happy that they went on vacation. Have some mercy on those people who just spent a week up at a cottage golfing <laughs> with their kids sleeping in. Have mercy on those people. You were making fun of me because it sounded like I was complaining about my vacation. I had a very nice vacation last week. Thank you. I'm just saying it's, it's hard to adjust to getting back to work. My sleep cycle was just completely thrown off and I deserved that vacation. It took me a, a long time to work up a week just to get off. You're going to cry about it? I'm not. <laughs> I can see how me complaining could sound tone deaf. You were in this position before. You had a retail job before you got into radio. I did. In a town we're not going to name. Rhymes with Bincardin. Uh, it's a fairly wealthy town because <laughs> there's a power 
power plant close to there, which <laughs> gives people generous incomes. We're not being vague. We're, we're not, people would come in all the time and they'd be talking to their friends about their vacations. And it was just expected that you went on two, maybe three, maybe four vacations a year. Come up and say, oh, so where did you go this year? How was the vacation? And hear things like, well... The sand wasn't as white as the other resort that we went to two months ago. You know how the sand was usually really white? This time it was just kind of white. And there were only three bathrooms in our suite. The other place had ten. And And no bidet. What's with the bidet? There was no bidet. And the all-inclusive lobster was a little on the small side. It was a little small. I think they were cutting their budget this year. Everything's relative. And you're slugging squash in the back because you're a retail worker and you don't get vacation And I go to the back room and cry because I didn't get to go on vacation. You do that here too. You go to the back room and you cry. What's the deal? (laughs) Keep your vacation sometimes to yourself because there's a lot of people out there that would love to go on vacation. Careful who you brag to is all we're saying. saying. Your sleep schedule will get back on track, champ. I believe in you. Thanks, man. We've all heard the urban legend. Some guy found a McDonald's hamburger from 40 years ago, and it's still good. And it looks exactly the same as the day you bought it. McDonald's is saying these stories aren't true and that their burgers actually do decompose. In the right environment, our burgers, like most other foods, could decompose. That was their statement. (laughs) Could. Like food should. That's a weird reassurance (laughs) to make. Okay, but that statement wouldn't work in a court of law. Like, your honor, in the right situation, I could have murdered the victim of this crime. I could have. I could have robbed that bank in the right environment. It could decompose if it was underwater. I don't know. It's a weird explanation. Either way, I'm not going to eat it 40 years later. I'm going to eat it now. No. So there's no issue here. But we've all had that French fry, right? Under your car seat. You find it two years afterwards. And- yeah, French fries are different. They're immortal. This weekend, I'm going to a Speedo party. Friend of mine, he's turning 50. In his 30s, he took his family to the Dominican, laughing at this guy in a Speedo, chuckling at him. And then he turned to them and said, well, when I turn 50, I'm going to wear a Speedo. Who cares? I'm aging and I'll just let it all hang out. The kids have remembered this. He's going to do it down at the beach. Oh, he's doing this in public. He's doing this in public. It's one of those drive-by birthday parties, asking him how he's looking at a wiki how page on how to look good in a Speedo. And besides all the working out and look beautiful nonsense, <laughs> they gave three tips. Tip number one, be attractive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Positive affirmations. So you put the Speedo on. Stand in front of the mirror and repeat to yourself, I look great in a Speedo. And just repeat this on a daily basis. I will not be arrested for indecent exposure in the Speedo. Yes, false confidence. Display open and confident body language in the Speedo. Walk tall. Maintain eye contact. Anybody around them is not going to be looking at their eyes. They're going to be looking at something else. Can't help but not look at the Speedo. You're always looking at the bulge. And as a guy, I'm just worried that things are just going to be out of place somewhere. My confidence depends on things staying in place for him. Is the third tip alcohol? Wear the Speedo around the house until you are comfortable. Just because you're desensitized doesn't mean that everyone else on the beach or the grocery store will be. Should we be calling CAS on this guy? Maybe. I'm not sure I want to see him in a Speedo, but it's going to be fun. Just take lots of photos. They'll need them in court.
in the Ukraine, they're not exactly great sometimes on human rights, particularly the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. 91-year-old bigwig man of the cloth there said that the coronavirus was God's punishment for same-sex marriage. Same, it's the gay people getting married. It it has to be. That's why there's Uh, coronavirus. Two people loving each other enough to get married. I'm pretty sure that must be what caused this. You guessed it, this guy has the coronavirus oh, now. Oh, is it because he got gay married? Well, I wonder if he must have, by his own logic, he must have secretly got married. It's his rule. He said gay marriage causes coronavirus. <laughs> he has coronavirus. Yeah, and he's got pneumonia. He's in the hospital. I'd hate to know what caused the pneumonia. Climate change started happening once we started saying happy holidays instead yeah, I, of Merry Christmas. I knew it. And Hurricane Laura hit because flag burning? I don't know, but I'm sure it was something I disagree with. <laughs> California, very dry. It's fire season there, and the sheriff's department in San Diego not happy with all the people getting in the way of them fighting the fire. There's a lot of people with cell phones, and they want to capture the day, so they're taking photos. For the looky loos pulling over to take selfies. <laughs> Such an old person term. The looky loos. The looky loo. <laughs> Stop. It's a serious traffic hazard for firefighters driving in and out of the area just for a few social media likes. It's not worth it. And this reminds me of when we had the tornado here in Godrich nine years ago. My house was one of the worst hit sections. And within hours, there were so many looky-loos walking past the place, (laughs) gawking and taking pictures. Well, the press and everyone was really egregious. They'd come on, can I take a picture of your house? And they're all excited about it. We lost our dog. Pretty much lost everything. And I'm like, well, I guess you can. The photo's not going to age too well for me, but kind of a bad memory you're taking a picture of. People were doing this for years after the fact. There was one day I was just cleaning out the garage. People were driving by Oh, look at the damage. I'm just cleaning my garage. Move on already. What a tragedy. Go to Disneyland or something. 2020 has been a bit of a rough year. You've taken Easter, Canada Day, my birthday. I'm sick of it taking stuff from us. But one thing the coronavirus can't take from us is eating raw cookie dough. A lot of people don't know cookie dough has raw egg and you're not supposed to eat it raw. So Pillsbury Canada is coming out with a new cookie dough. You know, the ones that are in that tube. That delicious tube. So delicious. I only love my dough in tubes. So they say they're now transitioning to a safe-to-eat raw tube for all their products by the end of 2020. Wait a second. That wasn't safe to eat before because (laughs) in my household, those tubes never made it into the oven. Not just your household, every household. We've been eating that stuff raw for years. It is the go-to sadness meal. Don't they realize this? We've just been eating the dough. The cookie dough is better than the cookies, always. Right, but you're kind of eating the equivalent of like way more than you would eat in cookie form of of cookie dough. Yeah, that bowl of cookie dough is 50 cookies. Like you couldn't eat six cookies in a row, but you can eat six cookies worth of cookie dough. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. But now we can safely eat. 50 cookies in a bowl. But now this new cookie dough won't give you tapeworm, apparently. Good. Eat away. Dentist's office. They're reopening now. Starting to see this new ailment in our mouths that didn't seem to happen as much pre-COVID. An epidemic of cracked teeth. People are heading back to the dentist and their teeth are cracked. Oh, okay. Not cracked teeth. Not like teeth from smoking crack. No, no, no. Cracked 
teeth. Cracked. Okay. Yes. Possibly due to it being a stressful time for many and they're grinding their teeth and clenching their teeth a little bit more. Probably not eating the best either, right? As long as they're not eating like nails. A lot of people at the beginning of this pandemic when they were on lockdown, uh, eating some extra junk food, hard candies, perhaps. I haven't had a cleaning since last fall. It's been almost a year. Yeah, they must be seeing some bad teeth, right? I might be finding like a whole nest of baby birds in my mouth. Who knows what lurks in the back of your mouth? To the Maitland Family Dental Clinic, my apologies. Even I feel like I have to apologize on behalf of your teeth. Yeah. The way they're looking these days. I auditioned for a job in television. Originally, they're like, with those teeth, nobody. Have you considered radio? Radio. That's why I'm here too. It's the teeth thing. We're both ugly. I partly blame my bad teeth to not getting that free toothbrush. I haven't been to the dentist office in a while. I need a new toothbrush, so I just haven't been brushing. They sell toothbrush. Like, you can, like, at the store, like, where you do your grocery shopping, you can buy them. Oh, I mean, I could have been brushing my teeth this entire time? Yeah. Wow. Oh, thanks for that information. You learn something new every day. I'm going to go buy a toothbrush. The reason Ontario is experiencing a bit of a COVID-19 spike again is because of a lot of parties that have been happening, get-togethers. As we ease up restrictions, I think we're just starting to feel more comfortable again. Birthday parties, perhaps. Some experts have been studying the effects of singing happy birthday on the spread of COVID-19. Happy birthday stacked up against other songs. It's consonant heavy, and so it's spit heavy. Happy birthday. birthday. Not a very safe song. Is it that the song's (laughs) bad or that there's a group of people singing happy birthday during a pandemic? But I think what they're missing here is that there's kind of something else going on here, like spitting on the cake. Yeah, we ask young children to blow on a cake with candles on it. Are they just missing that this is obviously worse than singing the song? Okay, Kaylee Ann, it's time to blow out the candles. It's time to spit all over the cake. Now we're going to serve this to our family. Do you ever refuse cake because you see the droplets coming out of the kid's mouth? I have, yeah. Sometimes the the need for cake is so strong that somehow I just put it out of my mind that they just spit all over it. You go into cake denial. Oof. What's a few droplets on a cake? It's probably a bunch of bad songs, though. Happy birthday ain't good. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. When you say it like that, that mean that's a very consonant heavy song. This kid, for years, his dad has been giving him an unusual birthday present. Whiskey. 18-year-old whiskey every year since he was born. He's now of the age where he wants to buy a house. 28 bottles of, and now he's going to sell it and buy a house. So that's all millennials need to do. Just take that whiskey your dad gave you every single year for your birthday that was worth a lot to begin with and just sell it to get a down payment for your house. Get off your phone, stop eating those pumpkin spice lattes and sell the whiskey your dad gave you as a child. You listen to Spotify with ads to save money and also sell all that really expensive whiskey you just happened to not open. Every dad gave their kid whiskey as a birthday present, right? It's just so easy, millennials. Stop (laughs) complaining. Well, if you're falling on hard times, there's better ways of getting money than sawing your hand off. That's what this lady did in Slovenia. Took out five insurance policies, then she sawed off her hand. This was just insurance fraud. The one thing that gave it away, boyfriend, had Googled artificial hands. Hand replacements. (laughs) How to saw off hand. She would have got almost a million dollars. Gotta hand it to her. I mean, it's good they fingered the culprit. Stupid crime, if only she could put a finger on what went wrong. Hopefully she gets more than just a slap on the wrist. 
They should have saw it coming. I mean, I heard their relationship is done. I mean, he just cut her off. <laughs> the judge said, I knew you had a hand in it. <laughs> High five. <laughs> Chuck Norris in the news suing a company who was using his likeness to sell their erectile dysfunction medication. His likeness, like his face, I'm hoping. So the company Provitra, <laughs> they had some ads online and the ads were accompanied by an article that claims that Norris was on the Dr. Phil show where he admitted to having erectile dysfunction and it was actually Chuck Norris's wife who came across these fake ads and she's like, I don't think this guy has erectile dysfunction. I'm married to him. This is ridiculous. Chuck Norris is perfect. He would never go on the Dr. Phil show. No. He's got no problems. He has no problems. He's Not immortal. a single one. The beard could use a trim. Chuck Norris doesn't get erectile dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction gets a bad case of Chuck Norris. The flu has to get Chuck Norris shots once a year. COVID-19 has to quarantine for 14 days after contracting Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris's tears cure the coronavirus. It's too bad he never cries. Cars have been known to get into serious Chuck Norris accidents. Mm -hmm. Sharks have a week dedicated to Chuck Norris. Herpes has to wear a condom to prevent the spread of Chuck Norris. He's immortal. 40 bus drivers needed to service Huron and Perth counties. That could mean rotating bus cancellations if not enough drivers are found. Matt and I, we're going to try to make school bus driving sound sexy. Get some jobs filled. We'll give you the keys to a 300 horsepower vehicle with 600 pounds of torque and 4,000 pounds of teenage angst. Whoa! Experience the thrill of remaining calm when everything around you is spinning into chaos. Whoa! It combines every parent's two favorite things, driving and children screaming. The sweet feeling of owning the road because no one can pass you. By law, re-experience the childlike joy of getting snow days again. Evenings and weekends off, and you'll never take your work home with you because that would be illegal. It's technically kidnapping. You'll get to sing all the classic songs like There Was a Farmer Had a Dog and 99 Bottles. Heck yeah! Make good money for doing what most parents do for free. <laughs> bus driving has never been more rad. Become a bus driver today. I think we sold it, dude. Hey, I want to be a bus driver now. I want to be a bus driver. After a gender reveal party led to a massive 7,000 acre wildfire in California. The woman who popularized the gender reveal party back in 2008, she simply cut into a cake and I think the cake was blue. And then this thing went viral and everyone started doing it. Next thing you know, people are exploding things to reveal the gender of their child. Gender reveal parties responsible for a plane crash. A car in Australia, they did the same thing. They tried to get blue to come out of the exhaust and the car exploded. Holy crap. And then last October, there was a death because they made some kind of pipe bomb <laughs> kill grandma. That's a celebration. It exploded red and gray. The inventor of the gender reveal has come forward this weekend and said, please stop. Stop having these stupid parties. For the love of God, stop burning things down to tell everyone about your kid's penis. Nobody cares. <laughs> that's what she says. Nobody cares if your baby has a penis or a vagina. As long as the baby's healthy, that's all people care about. I don't care as long as I get cake. There is a wedding in the city of Toronto. There was somebody there who had the Rona. 23 cases of coronavirus have been linked. So weddings are the new super spreaders. Four people who got it have since attended four other weddings. 
Maybe not the best idea. Okay, so I got an invitation for a wedding a couple years ago. And my first thought is always, what are they serving? What are we going to get to eat? I don't care so much about the event. Should bride and grooms just send takeout to your house? Deliver some pizza to everybody's house. Just send the food to my house. Eat that chicken in celebration of your union. And you'll even wear your tuxedo while you eat it. I will. Then you send a photo. Everybody's happy because I don't have to leave the house. A hair salon in the UK, they ran an advertisement. This is a busy, friendly, small salon. So we only want happy, friendly stylists to apply. The job center said, oh no, you can't put happy because that's discriminatory against unhappy people. What if unhappy people want to apply for the job? What if a depressed person applies? What do we tell them? What kind of nonsense is this? That's like saying, if you want a hardworking person to join your staff, Is that somehow discriminatory against lazy people all of a sudden? It is discriminatory. (laughs) I don't want to work, but I want to apply for the job. What else would they put? Like, we want someone who's sparkling and merry or perky, playful. Mary, who uses that word well, anymore? Did, what else do you use besides happy? Intoxicating. And what is a criminal record anyways? What does the word felony really mean? <laughs> Yesterday, there was unpleasant smells in the air. About to get to the point where we were going to smell each other. Is it us? We what? thought it was B.O. What's going on here? Turns out the manure smell that the winds were bringing into town yesterday it was coming right through the walls here. Someone made a really good point on our Facebook page, a couple people who have moved here from city. Stop whining about the country air. I'll take it over exhaust fumes any day. This is true, man. Growing up in the city, and I took public transport a lot, going right through downtown in the middle of the day, and the exhaust fumes can be nauseating sometimes, truly. So thanks for putting everyone in their place, Mike. You know, sometimes us country people, we take for granted what we have. We complain about tomorrow's food being grown. You had a friend in from the city (laughs) recently who commented like, Lake Huron is so blue, dude. It's actually like really blue. Yeah, they were just in awe. It was a sunny day and the lake was just a shimmering blue, the sky as well. And I'm thinking, wow, yeah, you're right. This is heaven. It's awesome. And sometimes it smells like cow poo. And that's just the price you pay to live somewhere nice. It's a small price to pay. There's this lone stalk of corn that came up at a busy intersection in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Became this lighthearted beacon of hope during the coronavirus pandemic for the people. They love this thing. It was called the 57th Street Corn. One stalk of corn in the middle it, of the road. Out of a crack was about three feet. It had its own Twitter account. Somebody came along and probably saw, what's that doing here? And just pulled it like you'd pull a weed. This was a symbol of hope for the town and they pulled it out of the ground. And now there's a sign that reads, rest in peace, corn. Right there at the intersection. (laughs) Now, this reminded you of something from Concordon. A turkey that used to hang out in the LCBO bulk barn parking lot in Concordon. And there was this turkey that people would see, take pictures with, became a little bit famous, Tom the turkey. And it was the coolest thing until the turkey tried to cross the road. Didn't look both ways. I remember seeing the carcass, actually. And the turkey even had a name. Tom the turkey. Somebody erected a sign in his memory. Rest in peace, Tom the turkey. And then you brought Tom home for dinner. Free meal. Thanks, Tom the turkey. You will be missed. They're remaking it. (gasps) 
The Exorcist. 1973 horror movie. Terrifying. Scary. It's good acting. It's awesome. My issue with some of these remakes, they're not very COVID-friendly. It's about a young girl who gets possessed by the devil. A couple priests have to come in and exorcise the demons. Yeah, doesn't she puke on everybody? She's it's getting all over everybody's garments and vestments. Do you watch TV shows now and you see people hugging and sh I know. shaking hands and they're talking like six inches from each other's faces? And you're like, it's like a horror movie. What are they doing? Wash your hands. They're touching each other. Jesus is busy these days, but <laughs> not too busy to still appear on inanimate objects, apparently. I've seen him on toast. I saw him years ago. Do you remember this? Somebody peed the bed, but the stain in the sheet looked like Jesus. Yeah, and people are like all serious about it. Like, it's a miracle. It's like, what? Our brains are prone to see faces. You're going to see faces on almost everything you look at. Or does he work in mysterious ways? Maybe so, because there's a woman in Scotland convinced that the face of Jesus is on her supermarket potato. She bought a potato from the store. <laughs> hey, it's potato season. I'm seeing them at the farmer's market now. Jesus apparently in the potato. And then these people, they do what everyone does. You got to get someone else to look at it just to see, am I, am I crazy or do you see the Lord on that spud? So she called her husband. <laughs> he he said, yeah, that's Jesus right there. Oh, I, I know him when I see him. Looking out of that plastic bag, I see him. Looking out of that bag of Idaho's. <laughs> a bag of PEI russets. That's, that's what some Christ-like tater there, honey. So anyways. He showed me the photo. It, it lo looks like a face for it, sure. It just looks like any hipster guy with a beard. Like any guy in Bayfield. Canada has a new statue in Hope, B.C. Statue of Sylvester Stallone as Rambo. And the connection here is that First Blood, 1982 action film filmed in Hope, B.C. I didn't know that. Yeah, in the woods there. Tourist industry there has been Ramboing it up ever since. They offer Rambo self-guided tours <laughs> that take you to all the iconic scenes. And now they got this big wooden statue in their town park. Okay, if you didn't know about Rambo and walked up to this thing. Got this massive gun, this guy in a mullet with a tank top. It looks absolutely terrifying and out of place. It is straight from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Actually, it looks a little more like Michael Landon. The dad from Little House on the yeah. Prairie. It kind of does. <laughs> We've heard that Sylvester Stallone likes the statue, but I'm going to get him on the line. We got him at our sister station in L.A., Sly Stallone. Hello, Sly, are you there? Hey, good morning. Oh, and nice to talk to you. Yeah, nice to talk to you. So, have you seen the statue in Hope, B.C.? Oh, yeah, the statue looks just like me. I was in Rocky, you know. Sorry, what did you just yeah, say? Yeah, uh, no. Oh, okay. Do, do you like the statue is what I'm asking. Oh, the statue is beautiful. You know, I saw the statue. I said, come be Mick. Yeah, okay. Do you miss Hope, B.C.? Yeah, beautiful Hope, B.C., yeah. We feel Rambo there. First blood. Did you see the first blood? You drew first blood. Uh, uh, Rocky, I mean, Sylvester Stallone, I think we have a bad connection. I'm not really understanding what you're saying. Yeah, a lot of people say that all the time, you know. They say, Rock, we can't understand you. They say, you talk funny. I say, oh, you talk funny. Well, I'm, I'm glad you like the statue. So, in summation, I approve of the statue. Nice. D did they get all the dimensions right? Oh, yeah. You are the Italian stallion, after all. You know what? They call me the Italian stallion because it rhymes. And if it rhymes, you know, it means it's true. Oh, I thought it was because of that film you did. Oh, I did an adult film a long time ago. You know, they said, you know, Italian stallion... 
Because, you know, I'm built like a steward. Great to chat with you. That's Sylvester Stallone. Thank, thanks for coming on the show. Live on the studio. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. I couldn't talk. I was in the other room for a oh, second. You missed it. I missed it. Uh, Vadi, you missed the whole interview. Oh, I missed it again. I do this every week with Sly Stallone. Miss it every time. We all know that couple that celebrates every little thing. Oh, it's the anniversary of the first time we had cupcakes together. It's the anniversary of the first time we listened to a Dolly Parton song together. The first time we played golf. So I got an anniversary this weekend. And to make the record clear, I'm not the one who usually remembers this thing. It's Trish the Dish. But tomorrow, August the 15th, is the anniversary of the first hookup. Oh, the first consummation. Sure. Is that the proper term? Her word is bangiversary. This is your sort of anniversary then? Do you have a, a like, not the first time you met or the first date anniversary too? Uh, I don't know. I swiped right and the rest is history. So this was clearly a memorable moment. You can feel proud of that, I guess. I guess so. It's it, remembered. We got a nice dinner planned. Yeah. And by nice dinner, I mean we're going to make chicken and waffles. <laughs> For reals. Yummy. For reals. We're not like, I'm not buying any nice steaks. We're not going to a nice restaurant. I got a waffle press and I'm going to buy chicken nuggets today. That's, That's great. Dinner. And then you can have an anniversary next year of the first time you had chicken and waffles together. Aww, it'll be oh, the same day as the other anniversary. It's going to be great. It all works out. You don't celebrate like the first time you met Natalie? Or? Uh, no, I don't remember the actual day. Uh, it's been a lot of years, almost 25 years. And actually, we were sitting around this year. Our anniversary is on August 3rd. And we were both having coffee on that morning, just hanging out. And we both look at each other. Oh, it's our anniversary today. <laughs> we both almost forgot. My mom called me in the morning. Your mom remembered? My mom remembered, and, but we didn't. But, but at least it was both of us. So it wasn't just me. Fair enough. Is that why you've been sleeping on the couch? So we more? just laughed it off. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loveless marriage. <laughs> I joke because I'm jo I can't say anything nice to you. I'm insecure. I know. So the way I show you love is by making fun of you. Since pot got legalized Canada-wide on October 17th, 2018, that fateful day, 15 kids under the age of 12, have been sickened by cannabis edibles. The candies look like something they would be allowed to eat. This is just irresponsible of parents. They need to hide this stuff in some clever spaces like your old Billy Ray Cyrus CDs. Kids aren't touching those. Your old copies of the Clinton phone book, just cut out a little hole. Or just save a box of all bran and use that as a storage container. Or next to the chores calendar. They never seem to notice that either. Niagara on the Lake voted down a widespread ban on excessive noise. Sounds fair enough. Except this bill would have banned noise louder than 50 decibels overnight. Now, to give you a sense of what 50 decibels sounds like, that hum your refrigerator makes? 50. A normal human conversation is 60 decibels. You listening to Matt and Fatty right now, if you were in Niagara-on-the-Lake, the police would be locking you up. Yeah, and I, I can see this maybe overnight, but the daytime, they even had it at 55 decibels. There's tourists there all day long. You'd have to put up signs like, everybody needs to whisper when you come to our town. It's too loud. <laughs> I don't know if they just got the whole decibels thing wrong, but it, it's quite ridiculous. No musical instruments. 
maintenance. You couldn't snow blow your lane in the winter. You couldn't even idle your car. You couldn't even electric toothbrush your teeth. This yeah, be, electric toothbrush is probably like 60, 70 decibels. This wouldn't be a nice town to live in. Imagine people buying a house there. Well, by the way, you're not allowed to talk in our town. Or breathe heavily. Yeah. And breathe lightly. <laughs> Anything above a sigh. Gestapo's coming. <laughs> Last weekend, I fell asleep on the couch in the living room by the window. And around 3.30, I started hearing... 3.30 in the morning. Now, let's be clear. That's not an unusual sound in Huron County. It is inside the town of Godrich. Stop that. (laughs) But but that's how loud it was. Uh, Loud enough to wake me up. I have no idea. Turn it off. (laughs) But this, I just wanted to give you a sense of what I went through. This wasn't a one-time thing. This wasn't a YouTube compilation of roosters. It was one rooster near your house. Yeah, but that just kept going on and on. Son... And my wife said the same thing. Yeah, we heard the rooster too. We just get a kick out of it. Have no idea who owns the rooster, but I looked into it. I don't think we're allowed to have roosters in town. Animal bylaws, no foul. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. If it's you, give us a call. I want to know. I'm not going to rat on you. I'm just going to say it on the FM airwaves. No, my wife loves it because she grew up on a farm. It reminds her of home. Let her pick up the dog crap. That'll remind her of the farm. But I will tell on you if you don't share your eggs. There was this woman recently went to renew her license. And so they take the picture of you. It goes into the computer system and they say, we're going to send it in the mail. Gets her license in the mail. What the heck? Looks at the picture and it's just a picture of the chair without her in it. Nobody bothered to look at the photo. They didn't look, obviously. She called them. They did not believe her. And then they looked at the database and realized, oh, yeah, we have you down as a chair. And what happened was the last photo in the system, I guess the computer generates the whole thing and then sends it to you. Nobody noticed. It was just a chair. But I'd be second guessing whether or not I was a ghost or not. No, you wouldn't. I totally would. I've seen enough movies of people and they look at a picture and I'm not there. Like the sixth sense? Yeah, like the sixth sense. You or just got Shyamalan. Or they're living in like a parallel universe and their, your whole reality could be upset. This lady's boss had an awesome joke. Yeah, so the jokes never stopped coming at work, she said. They said, oh, I thought you were already here. And then looking over at the empty chair. <laughs> I would have maybe kept it. Pop pulls you over and you give them your license and you're just like, I didn't make the license. Uh, this is an office Are chair. You, sure? you, you look like more of a folding chair. Yeah. Although we don't have to worry about this happening in Ontario, but I've had my license picture taken there. It's just a flat, emotionless white board that's behind you. So if they accidentally took a picture of that, it would, I guess, look like everybody else in Huron County. Ooh. <laughs> have to come up with creative ways to farm in Botswana. They set up disco lights in their cornfields and that detoured the elephants. They didn't touch the fields. They don't like the disco, apparently. Elephants hate disco. <laughs> yeah, They're more into rock. Play some Zeppelin, the elephants just come right up. So now they're getting creative because cats are eating their cows. The big cats. Yeah. Oh, the lions, the cheetahs. Paint eyeballs on the cow's bums. Sends a message to the cats, don't attack me. Well, I'm yeah, looking at you. Well, the cats want to stalk something unsuspecting. Cow could kill a lion, but if a lion sneaks up on it, lion has a better chance of killing the cow. But if they think the cow's looking at them, yeah, they won't stalk them. Do you think they think the cow's looking at them, or are they just like, oh my god, that cow has eyes on its ass? That's weird. I don't want to kill that thing. Not a single cow that has the eyes painted on their behinds has gotten killed. It's working. I feel like we could employ this in real life in Huron County. Just to get Trish to avoid stalking me, I should paint some eyeballs on my butt. Well, this would be a good way to social distance from people. 
Put some eyeballs on your behind. Maybe people will stay away in the stores. Oh, the joy of loading the family up into the van and heading to the Blockbuster video. What else were the 80s like, Grandpa? They were wonderful. And you'd go there with your family and you'd walk down aisles and aisles of movies. You could smoke inside in those days. You could, yeah. You could smoke inside. While you picked out a movie. Light up a cigarette, blow it in a baby's face. They were good times. So you go to the store here. We used to have one here in Godrich. All trying to decide on one movie. Ugh. Sounds like a nightmare. It, it always was a nightmare. Kids, you know how it takes you 25 minutes to decide what you'll watch on Netflix and then you eventually just play on your phone anyways? Imagine that, but you have to drive to a store to do it. You finally see the movie you want and there's no DVDs in behind the picture. <laughs> so sad. That's how, the, that's how it worked. <laughs> Kids might not know this. If you wanted to rent a movie, they had the actual DVD, like the case, on the shelf, but there had to be a second case behind it with the Blockbuster DVD case. It was such a tease because it looked like it was there. So if so, you'd see the DVD case, but there if there was no second case behind it, the video wasn't available to rent, even though the actual case was. It's it's a bizarre process now that I say it out loud. And, and then the kids are so disappointed you didn't get what you went for that you end up buying them extra candy and popcorn. And you spend a fortune. And they jacked up the price at Blockbuster. Yeah. We're talking about this because there is a Blockbuster video in Bend, Oregon. It's the last one ever. And you can rent it as an Airbnb. Yeah, for a couple nights, they're opening it up for people to have a 90s nostalgia party. It's right up on the Airbnb site. It says, dust off those membership cards for a sleepover inside the world's last Blockbuster. When you call dibs on this day, you're booking the night back to the 90s. And then you have access to the entire store of movies. So you can watch movies all night long right in the Blockbuster. Except it's not really the last one. It's the last functional one. So it's the last one still open. But for anybody who's driven way up Highway 21, gone to Owen Sound on 10th Street West in Owen Sound, 959 10th Street West, there's still a closed down Blockbuster, but all the signage is still up there. Yeah, people stop all the time and take selfies in front of it. Yeah, apparently it's a big tourist draw on <laughs> Owen Sound as the now defunct Blockbuster video. There's even a petition to keep it there, even if it's just empty, just for the nostalgia of it all. It'd be nice if a business opened up in there, but if it's clo while it's closed, I would be cool with keeping the blockbuster. But why there. why don't they just restore it as an Airbnb? Because Make a whole bunch of rooms in there, and you can rent party rooms. And it's in the old blockbuster style. It would be genius if someone did this. Except it's in Owen Sound, so eh. no one wants to go to Owen Sound. <laughs> teaching my daughter how to drive. I feel bad for her. She has her driver's test today. The only vehicle we have is a van, and it's a long van. Hey, it's a beautiful cherry red Dodge Grand Caravan. It's a Grand Caravan. It's a Grand Caravan. We're driving around trying to do all the parking. She's good at it, but parallel parking is difficult in a van. Even I choose not to parallel park. Do you choose not to, or you can't parallel no, park? No, I'm a good parallel parker. But I just give up with the van. It's just not worth trying. Do you give up because you're bad at it? No, I'm pretty good at it. Why do you give up if you're so good at it? If you're so good at it, it should be no problem. I figure parallel parking is a risk I don't have to take, and there's usually somewhere else to park, which is why I don't think it should be on the driver's test, because why is that a life and death thing to parallel park really quick. It's not like using your brakes is can be life or death, but typically like you're just stopping at a stop sign. It's not life or death. It's just helps with 
driving? Yeah, but this shouldn't determine whether you get your test or not. Why not? Because you can always park somewhere else safely. Yes, if you need to shop in Clinton, you can park in Venastra. It's just slightly <laughs> inconvenient. Then that's my choice. Doesn't mean I'm a bad driver who doesn't deserve Yes, it does. Oh, it d- definitively means you're a bad driver if you can't parallel park. No, if you're it parking doesn't. three kilometers away because you refuse to parallel park. That, that's <laughs> like saying if I don't like chocolate ice cream, then I don't like any ice cream or whatever. No, that's not saying the same thing it's, at all. It's my choice to park in a it's different like Parking spot. Just because I've never painted a day in my life doesn't mean I'm a bad painter. It kind of does. You might kind of maybe be right, but you're probably like mostly wrong. I just don't think it should be a requirement for passing the test. I don't know, man. You get in the city, you got to find a spot near where your restaurant or where your appointment is, and you got a parallel park. Traffic's building up behind you, people honking. Hey, park already! I'll just park in the next town. Or I'll find a spot that has two open spots so I can just drive in (laughs) instead of backing in. It's the backing in that scares me. Two spots right next to each other. Fair enough. That's the cheater's way, but if it works for the Hussey family, it works. So I might have got out of an embarrassing situation. So yesterday, I thought I'm going to pick up some flowers for Natalie. It's her birthday today. So happy birthday, Natalie, if you're listening. It's my wife, Natalie. And I picked up some flowers. And then, of course, I forgot that I picked up some flowers. And they were left in the van all night last night. So hot. Right up until this morning. I remember, go check them this morning real early. Just going to put them on the table for her to see. Finally decided to do something romantic. I'm not the most romantic guy, but I picked up flowers. And, of course, these flowers looked like hell because they've been sitting out of water. Do I even put them out or do I just get a new bouquet? This was my dilemma. You put them out because you're cheap. I put them out. I know you, man. You did not want to buy a second bouquet. But I took time. I cut the ends again put them in some water and they must have perked up before she woke up because she texted me saying that's the most beautiful bouquet i've ever seen where did you find it heart heart thanks i'm feeling relieved because my heart was wilting as well i'm come back to life like the flowers do you know the flowers (laughs) came back to life or is she lying to you is she just being nice yeah. yeah. Is she just because Natalie's a very sweet woman. She's I, great. Well, that's what I'm wondering. She she's sweet enough she would lie to you to spare your feelings. She would. That's the kind of person she is. She's a good woman. Either way, I'm feeling good about the situation. At least she thought to herself, well, they might be wilty, but at least he thought of me. He thought of me. The thought counted. On my birthday. There you go. At least my husband did the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to do more. I'm going to make a nice meal tonight, too. What are you thinking? Maybe I'll go get some takeout. We're going to go get a Whopper. Yeah, as long as I remember to take it out of the van. <laughs> You'll leave the Whopper as in the van overnight. <laughs> Give it to, to her for breakfast tomorrow's tomorrow. breakfast. There you go. We got word from the Asabo Bayfield Conservation Authority. Lake Huron water levels hit record highs in May, June, and July this year. So the lake broke some records like it broke our boardwalk. Ha, 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 ha. I mean, lake levels are so high, they really wish Cheetos came in bigger bags. Lake levels are higher than the cost to repair the Godward shoreline. Lake levels are so high, they carry a bottle of Visine so people don't become suspicious. Wow, higher than my hair in the 80s. Lake Huron levels so high, they're worried everyone else has noticed they're high. Higher than the price of useless used stuff on the Godward's classifieds. 
Lake Huron level so high they're looking at property in Bayfield. Higher than Willie Nelson right now. Lake Huron level so high they just got a job at Seven Acres in Tiverton. Higher than Vince Gill's voice. That's high. Lake Huron level so high they woke up everyone in the house making Hot Pockets at 3 a.m. Wow. And consider are... they had the munchies though. This man sold his 1957 Chevy truck. He bought this thing 44 years ago and he just sold it for the same price that he paid for it. $75. But what makes this story so special is that he handed over the keys to the grandson of the man he originally bought the truck from. Okay, this is an important question. Does the truck still function? Or did he sell him a piece of crap for 75 bucks? No, he said he drove it to work every day to a local grain elevator until he retired five years ago. So you didn't answer it, my question. Well, Does the truck run? It was working five years ago. This is a sweet story, though, because this guy could have got thousands for this 1957 truck, but he thought, you know what? I'm going to give it to the grandson. And the grandson said, when I go out riding in it, so it does work. He said, it's like riding with my grandpa again. It smells like grandpa. He yeah. Smoked a lot in that truck. There you go. <laughs> this is a sweet story. We were talking off mic about the stuff we got from our grandparents. My, my grandparents are all dead now. Mm -hmm. But I remember when my grandpa died, the one thing everybody wanted was he had these old, awful-looking couches in the basement. They were like the shiny velvet. Oh, yeah. That, like, glistened in the light. It was multicolored. It was ugly, but in true Lebanese fashion, he always had them covered in plastic. So they were pristine. Why would you cover them in plastic? Because Lebanese people like to protect their stuff. You just don't sit on you them? You don't want it to get worn away. No, we sat on them with the plastic on them. What's the point of that? So nothing ever spilled on it or anything, and they were in great shape because they were in the basement. Nobody ever went down there. Oh. So I had this great couch that... A couple cousins of mine ended up taking it. I don't know what happened to them. The big thing after my grandmother died was everyone wanted her cookies. We knew that there was still a, a deep freeze at their place that still had cookies in it. People were fighting over the cookies. Uh, they didn't have much, but she was a good baker. And that was the coveted thing. Can we just have one last taste of her cookies? And did you? No, never did get it. I think one of the uncles took them all. <laughs> No. And I remember thinking after the fact, we should have handed out the rest of the cookies at the funeral and all had one last taste because her name was Grandma Cookie. She was famous for these cookies around town and with the grandkids. That was the thing, the baking. So you never know what you're leaving behind. Grandma Cookie. Grandma Cookie. Coincidentally died of complications to diabetes. Matt and I were discussing how when your grandmother died, she had these cookies in the deep freeze and they were her special cookies. They didn't have much, but she had this recipe for cookies that have that's disappeared now that she's gone. I can still taste them. And if there was anything I would love to receive from my grandma, it would be those cookies. I would cherish them, save them forever. We lost my grandfather and there's something he loved to do involving food. And after he died, we did it as a tribute to him. And it was a mistake. Oh, was it a mistake? But it was sentimental. A sentimental mistake, yes. Okay. And Lebanese people all about family. Whenever we'd have family gatherings, it'd be like 20, 30 people sometimes, he'd go to KFC. And this is true. And he'd order like 200, 250 bucks worth of KFC. <laughs> 250 buckets? Oh, he, bucks. Bucks. Shame on you. 
and he'd cater dinner with KFC. He loved it. We hated it because it's KFC and having that like four times a year is rough. But he loved it and we loved him so we had it. When he died, we figured in his memory we'll have more KFC. So we're all sitting around my aunt's house sad eating our KFC and somebody points out like, why are we doing this? We all hate this and he's dead now. Why are we eating KFC? This makes no sense at all. Finally, we can have a gathering without KFC. No, we decided to do it one last time and that was a mistake. We shouldn't have done it. Right. And ironically, he died of heart problems. Oh, really? Yeah. From, from too much KFC, you uh, think? I'm sure it didn't help. Oh. I don't want to implicate KFC on live radio right now, but he liked KFC and he also happened to die of heart disease. He liked the fried chicken. He, yeah. he enjoyed a lot of fried stuff, including chicken from KFC. It's delicious. I love it. I was driving through Wingham actually uh, yesterday and I noticed a lineup for the KFC. They love their KFC over there. They love. They can't get enough of it in Wingham. It's delicious. Can you blame them? It's the national food of, of Wingham. You know how Goderich has Culberts? Mm. Wingham, KFC. Mm-hmm. Clinton, the casino. Coffee this morning. Um, I'm not sure I'm liking it. Fair it's, enough. It's a little watery, but you thought that you were going to make me a better coffee than I could make for myself. So every morning you get your little French press out, your little yeah. thing. You put in the beans and the water. You press the thing down, but sometimes I'll watch you steep it for like three minutes. Sometimes you forget it'll steep for like 10 minutes. I have to imagine it tastes like absolute gas station garbage. No, it tastes rich and full of flavor because I let it soak in the coffee. Like for garbage. Three, for three minutes. Minutes. You know what else tastes flavorful? Garbage water. You know that water that pools at the bottom of a garbage bag? That's also rich in flavor. <laughs> True. So I learned this thing at a roaster. I, I went to a roaster a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, but this this is wrong. You said you just put the water in, wait for 10 seconds. Let it steep for 10 seconds. You press that bad boy down. And then the, the important thing is... You hold your coffee mug down, you hold the French press up high, and you pour from like two feet up. And the roaster guy, who seemed like he knew what he was talking about, he said that gets the air in the coffee, and the air brings out the flavor of the beans. No, it doesn't. It does, dude. I do that with my pasta, too. I throw it up in the air, and then it takes on fresh oxygen in the air. The oxygen infuses the pasta. This is nonsense. Why do you think pizza tastes better when the guy throws the dough up in the air? This information was created by a paper towel company who who wants people to spill their coffee all over the table. It's brawny propaganda. So you'll buy their paper towels. This is absurd. No, it works, man. But you said it tastes a little waterier, which makes sense because I didn't let it steep for 25 minutes. Yeah. But properly, I actually Googled it to see that I was doing it right. Between three and four minutes is the magic time. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, you got to give the water time to soak up the coffee. It doesn't need that much time. But you don't like strong coffee. So it's good to you. I appreciate what you did this morning, but not for me. You're uh, such a sweet guy. I appreciate what you did this morning, Fatty, talking to me like a I child. I appreciate that you like gas station tasting coffee. You were very nice this morning, Fatty. Good job. And that's okay if you like your coffee that way. You can go take a nap in the corner. Don't talk to me like a child. My coffee's better. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.